Welcome back to Gale Force Winds Season 2. Force Winds Podcast is proudly sponsored by Newfound Marketing, a digital marketing agency located in St. John's, Newfoundland. Visit our website at newfoundmarketing.ca to find out how we can help your business grow. Newfound Marketing, a compliment to your marketing team. Well, here we are in a beautiful sunny morning off the coast of Halifax, Nova Scotia. What a day it is. Uh, Jerry, you know, I love being in a conversation with people that are doing all kinds of different things in their life, making an impact on the society, the community around them. That gives me a lot of pleasure. I know it does you as well. Well, one of the things you and I talked about with Gale Force Wins is we like to feature a charity a month. We ended up talking to this young man down at the barbecue last night. And here he is. So let's introduce him, Alan. Chris, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, my name is uh, Chris Richards. I'm a uh, Sailor First Class in the uh, Royal Canadian Navy. Uh, my current trade is uh, as a weapons engineering technician. I specialize in communications. So if it's broke, I fix it. I'm like the Verizon guy. Can you hear me now? Um, <laughs> but on top of uh, my work with the military, a lot of uh, I do a lot of charity work. One of the charities that I work with um, is called Canine Partner Assistance Dogs. And what they do is they provide service dogs to uh, folks in the Nova Scotia community for um, folks with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, PTSD, no matter what the background is, whether it's a civilian or military application, um, and autism. And autism kind of strikes with me because I'm a father of three. I have two boys with autism and uh, we're currently in the process of going through Canine Pad as a client to train my uh, middle guy, Ryder, uh, to train his dog to become his service dog. Now, Ryder is a uh, nonverbal autistic. Currently, he's going through uh, a phase with uh, another rare disease called leg cave perthes disease, so he's bound to a wheelchair right now. Say that so a little slower. Le leg cave perthes disease. Leg so it, it's, it's a detriment to his, uh, his hip, and uh, if they catch it early enough, they can do surgery to rectify it. Unfortunately, with Ryder, they weren't able to catch it, so he's got to go through the whole healing process, which can take a few years. So he's bound to a wheelchair right now. So um, we're training his dog, Dublin, who's uh, a gorgeous uh, golden doodle. And remind me later, I'll hook you guys up with a picture, because the kids had him cut into a lion. So oh, he wow. looks like it looks like. It's like every time I take him out for a walk, I'm afraid some animal activist is going to come by and say, get that lion out of here. Yeah. Think you're the tiger, kid. Right? No, no, Carol Baskins, don't come to my house. So going back to Canine Pad, um, we are part of the client trainer program. So we've brought our own dog. Um, we were on a waiting list for a service dog for Ryder for over two years with multiple different uh, charities and, uh, and uh, organizations to see if we could try to get a service dog for a rider. Um, a lot of those are very time consuming. You can be on a wait list for two years, then it takes another two years to train the dog and it's $25,000 for some of them. Some of them we were talking yesterday is like $50,000 in Ontario. So um, we got put in touch with canine pad through a mutual friend of ours um, and as we got researching the program we noted that there's two different service dog programs through canine pad the first is the um, the program dog what they do is they as a registered charity will purchase the dogs 
have people in the community, volunteers. The, the whole thing is run by volunteers. The board of directors, the CEOs, wow. all of it. It's all volunteers. This is all people doing this stuff on their own time, separate from their job. Right. Um, they have their puppy raisers raise the puppies. The charity pays for things like the vet bills, the, the treats, the food, all that stuff. Um, and at the, I think it's the three month mark, as soon as the puppy's old enough to start doing obedience training, they get loaded into the first module. Um, the program's training, whether your client service or program dog is a two year pro, it's a 24 month program. Um, I say 24 months because it's not exactly two calendar years. There are some time off right. in between right. modules for the trainers because yeah. they work so hard too, yeah. and they're volunteers. So, right. you know, we got to give them vacation time once in a while. Yeah. Um, so what they do is uh, they'll do the obedience training. They'll do their initial service dog training. And then about six months left of the program, they'll match them up with the client that's going to be taking the service dog. And they start doing like overnight sleepovers and they start doing like the, the client will come to the training sessions to create that bond with the dog. Now in the client trainer program, the one that we're involved in, we've brought our own dog into the uh, program. So we're doing first module, second Do, module. Does the dog that you bring in have to be a certain age? Is it like a cutoff? Or a certain type of dog? Um, yeah. So they'll be screened by the, the trainers, uh, the, the trainers we have right now, highly accredited, highly uh, highly cer uh, certificated. Uh, if that's not a word, it is now. <laughs> you just made um, it one. I did. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I told you earlier, yeah. I, English is my first language and I struggle with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> we all do. Um, but, but yeah, they're highly papered, highly trained, certificates out the, out the side wall of their loft. So, um, and uh, they'll do the assessments. Uh, there's a requirement when you sign up for the client trainer that you have to have your dog scanned. Uh, we have to have Dublin. He's going to have to have a hips and elbows x-ray and everything to make sure that his joints and everything are okay. He's got to get that done uh, in a few months here before he turns one. Um, and that'll qualify him for the remainder of the service dog training. So, Chris, what specific service does the dog provide to a client? And it's probably different for every client. It, it's absolutely, it's different yeah. for every client. So, um, through all walks of life, there's service dogs for uh, folks with eyesight issues. There's folks with um, see, that have seizures, whether they're epileptic or not. There's service dogs that are trained to go get help if their client goes down. Um, so every service dog is different, right. but every service dog has to meet the same criteria in order to be certified. Okay. Um, it's just like an advanced lesson for the actual um, skills and, and things they're going to need to do for their specific client. Uh, for us with Ryder, uh, we're training Dublin more so to be... Um, prevent rider from being a flight risk whether he's wheelchair bound or on his feet that kid can if he, you're not paying attention that kid's gone so right. um dublin being a bigger breed to be able to anchor him a little bit right um rider is also very uh sensory based so he likes to be touched he likes to be squeezed right. he likes to he likes to feel that and the deep pressure kind of on his lap and stuff like that so 
Dublin again being a big dog, lay across his lap whenever he's having issues, right? If Ryder starts to go into a bit of a meltdown, Dublin will, even now, and he's only starting the second module of training uh, next week. So he's gone through his first module and graduated that. He's got three more modules to go. Um, but he starts the second module next week. He's already instinctually putting pressure on Ryder, doing what we're training him to do as a service dog and it's only early on in the training so the more skills he learns uh he learns uh skills like if we're at the doctor's office to tuck in underneath your feet at uh, the waiting chair to be out of the way right and uh i've actually one of the things we do on the weekend is he and i or uh, my wife and we'll take dublin out and they'll go to like a lowe's or a home depot or somewhere where they've got all their their um outdoor furniture displays up, right? And they'll go sit down and have them sit under the feet and check out all the people going around. And Chris, it must be uh, tremendously rewarding when you match a dog with a client. Tell me about that experience. Um, so I, I not had the experience myself personally of matching a dog with a client through the, the through the training program right as it is uh with the uh program dogs um the only experience i have is with bringing dublin to the right. program to be trained but we were a little worried when we got dublin um because we had had a smaller dog before and Ryder kind of pushed him away yeah so the client trainer program benefited us being that dublin's a puppy so he's infantile when we first got him and Ryder with his autism and global developmental delay he yeah he's eight years old but some ways he acts a little bit older other ways he acts a little bit younger so with this extra time together they've had a chance to bond and as Dublin's getting bigger Ryder's Ryder's realizing that I can't bully this dog around right. so he's starting more to accept them and yeah. be like okay yeah you're cool to have around that kind so of it thing. sounds like a lot of life lessons for your it, son it's Excellent. a lot of life lessons for the entire family because Dublin is not just my son's service dog he's a part of the family too so, so Chris I've done a lot of work in charities uh, in the past YMCA and that what can you tell anyone who watches this video are some of the most important needs of your organization uh, volunteers um, uh, I'll plug our website here actually yep, is uh, www.k9pad so k9pad.org um, on there there's uh, descriptions of our programs frequently asked questions uh, meet our team so yep. it's got uh, who the board of directors are who our trainers are what their accreditations are um, and then there's other spots like what do you need as a charity? We're always looking for volunteers. In terms uh, of what roles, what kind uh, of things? Anything. Uh, members of board of directors, if you want to be uh, a dog trainer, um, if you want to come out and join me and my friends at, uh, at uh, the local malls in Halifax. We, uh, right now we're going out one weekend a month to Sunnyside Mall in Bedford and uh, we sell volunteer made dog swag. So. Biothane leashes, biothane collars, uh, snuffle mats, snuffle balls, um, basically anything that our volunteers will donate the supplies, they'll donate the, the time to build this stuff together, and then other volunteers like myself who, as you can see, I'm at sea right now, so when I get home, that's when I can volunteer. So I'll go out to the malls and I'll sell 
uh, the stuff, all the proceeds from those sales go back into the charity to help fund more service dogs through. Um, and then the other thing we do at those uh, events is meet people and just kind of discuss like what what's the difference between service dog and therapy dog, uh, how can I get involved. Uh, for volunteers, we're always looking for puppy raisers too. So, I mean, if, yeah. if we get a puppy through the program and something happens medically where maybe they've got um, maybe there's a genetic defect in the family line that wasn't picked up until they do that hips and elbows scan and it disqualifies them from uh, being a service dog well then the puppy raiser is the first one that will say hey do you want to keep the puppy or we, we try to rehome any retired service dogs back with the puppy raisers or keep them with the clients that had them too so uh, the charity tries not to we, we don't try to take it back when we're done. Yeah. It's like, you've had this service dog for 10 years. He's a part of your family now. Now that he's retired, would you yeah. like to keep, yeah. keep well, him in your family? Kind of not fair to the dog to just pull him away from the family. Well, and it's, it's not fair to the, the person needing the dog no. too, because um, specifically on the autism side, anybody with autism, if they're set up with a routine, you want to do your best to try not to break that routine. Um, and that's one more reason why we went with the client trainer program is because um, in reading different programs that had been involved, uh, one of the service dog programs in Ontario that was charging $25,000 was saying, okay, 25 grand, that's for us to raise your dog for the first two years, train it, whatever, and then you take the dog. But if they don't meet this qualification, if they don't meet this little tick in the box standard, then the, that organization would be able to come back in and take the dog away. I didn't want anybody taking an, a dog away from my son. No. So that's why I went with the client trainer program. The, uh, and and let, let's, let's talk about fees for a second. 25 grand and you're going to be able to take my dog away? Yeah. Not, not that wasn't flying with me. Um, the fees through Canine Pad right now, they try to uh, keep costs as low as possible. So they provide the uh, program dogs at no cost to the person requiring the service dog. The only cost that comes with that is a, the $2,000, um, I think it has to do with the uh, licensing. It, it's, it's on the website what yeah. it specifically breaks down to. But I mean, if you're looking at a program supplied dog, one organization is saying 25 grand, our organization is saying 2,000. Yeah, it's, it's a no brainer. No, no, that's right? huge, huge. And, and the follow up after the fact too, um, canine pad clients, once you're a client, you're basically enveloped into this family, right? Like they started this organization back in 2016 mm -hmm. and it was, a way to get the ball rolling. They just received registered charity status last year, so we've got a CRA charity number and everything. Like, wow. it, it's it's all registered, it's all legit, we're good to go. We just, we wanna get the word out there that hey, we exist, yep. we're looking for volunteers. If you wanna, anything you can do. You wanna make leashes? Fill your boots and make leashes. You wanna sell leashes? Come on out, we'll go out once a month, right? Um, if you're willing to open your home and become a puppy raiser, for sure, come on out. And if you need a service dog in the Nova Scotia area, pop onto our website and check out because our client applications are open for program dogs and for uh, client trainer dogs. So, 
Wow. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. I mean, I've learned a great deal here today myself about the whole service dog uh, and the client relationship. I, I There was so much I didn't know that you just clearly explained to me, and I hope the audience gets that too. Jerry, your thoughts? Well, I just want to say, Chris, you know, one thing, you're serving your country, but obviously you're also serving your family and you're serving your community by having uh, your association with this charity. And uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Gail Force Wings is really happy to be able to give a little bit of uh, yeah. presence to what it is you're doing in the community. Appreciate it. Thank remarkable stuff, Chris. Yeah, remarkable stuff. I mean, here you are, a complex ship you're on and you're managing the communication suite and you've got this charity burning in the back of your mind when you get back. I mean, you're an engaged guy. Uh, Canada needs more guys like you, I can tell you that. Well, we're few and far between. Yeah. It might be for a good thing in some cases, but <laughs> I agree. There's, uh, there's, there's so much that can be done. Even if it's just a little bit self-serving, it's yeah. still, I, I look at it as this benefits my family on a, on a pie chart. This benefits my family 50%, but it benefits the charity 50%. Yeah. Right? right. So it's anything I can do to help the charity also helps my family. Sure, sure. Yeah. So it it's exactly what you said. It's a win-win. Yeah. Well, what a great uh, conversation on Gale Force Winds. And uh, if you're listening to this and you get the chance, please check out Canine Pad. Sounds like a fantastic organization. Lean into it. Help these folks out because uh, it's clear it's like a little startup right now, and you're going to grow into something that's going to be very impressive. Yeah. And my best of luck to Ryder in Dublin, and I hope that relationship uh, really forges. And uh, thank you very much again, not thank only for you. your service to our country, but service to your community as well. Thank you. Canine Partners Assistance Dogs, also known as Canine Pad, is a registered charity located in Nova Scotia. The mission is to provide high-quality service dogs at a low cost for those in Nova Scotia diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, post-traumatic stress disorder, and autism. Canine Pad's training approach uses positive reinforcement coupled with the least intrusive and minimally aversive methodology. Canine Pad service dogs are trained by volunteers in Nova Scotia using purebred dogs from ethical breeders. Genetic health testing and a health guarantee are very important, giving the best chance of knowing the size, temperament, and health of the dogs when they complete training. Each dog goes through extensive training in socialization, obedience, manners, leash skills, service dog tasks, team training, husbandry, conditioning, and enrichment. Canine Pad is 100% volunteer-based with no paid positions, allowing dog training at a much lower cost. If you are interested in volunteering, there are a range of positions that may fit your skill set and interests. Canine Pad relies on the generosity of others in order to provide the best care and supplies for the service dogs. There are different levels of sponsorship available, from providing a few toys and supplies a month to sponsoring the entire cost of a service dog in training. Every contribution helps. For more information, visit caninepad.ca. Caninepad.ca. Thank you for tuning in to Gale Force Winds. That's Gale Force Winds, W I N S.com.